Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Here with our own ears. And there can be stages in our life where life just becomes just about the here and now. It just becomes just about what is going on in my life. It sometimes can just become a scoreboard of things that I'm doing well and things that I'm failing at. Even our Christianity at times can become just a series of logical events. Sometimes we can reduce Christianity just to moral teachings, just to community, just to learning about the Bible. Some have even said that the supernatural age died with the apostles, that when we got the Bible, the New Testament was formed. The word they use is canonized, that at that time, the spiritual gifts ceased And the need for the spiritual dimension and to understand it and to flow in it ceased. But I want to tell you that it hasn't ceased. And I hope, I don't know what your uh, background is, what your history is with God, with the Bible, with church. But today as a church, we're going to begin to launch to understand the supernatural dimension. Because there comes a point in life where just the the levers that we can pull, just our own intellect, just our own charisma, just our own abilities, as good as they are, they fail. And they get to a point and you get to a point in your life where you need God to come through for you in a supernatural way, where you need God to move, where there are things that you can't fix just by a pay rise or by a holiday or by external circumstances. But there are times when you need a spiritual breakthrough. You need a healing deep within you. There are times when you feel a type of depression and despair that only God can lift off you. There are times when you have a situation where the doctors have run out of options and you need a miracle. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And here's what I want to say, that Christianity is essentially supernatural. There is no such thing as a Christianity that does not interact with the supernatural realm. When we open the Bible, when we see the work of the resurrected Jesus, when we know and we begin to understand that when He left, He allowed God, the Holy Spirit, to dwell within us, the anointing of God to pour us out. When we understand that we are in a spiritual battle, that we have an enemy, the devil, that there are uh, evil forces that are trying to stop us from thriving spiritually and achieving the message of God. When we understand that, that's when God can begin to work within us. And the Bible talks about it all the time in John chapter 4. Jesus has uh, just had this encounter with a Samaritan woman and he has just 
told her all about herself and her history without knowing her. And then after he's had this encounter, his disciples come to him, John chapter 4, 31, and says, Rabbi, eat something. But here's what he says. He said, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. And then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? And Jesus says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Jesus was giving us an insight into a different wavelength. There are different things that sustain us other than the physical dimension. There are different things that we understand and know. The Apostle Paul, he talks about a Christian struggle. Your and I struggle. Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. This is our battle. And here we see Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 6. He's in this situation where he's had prophetic insight into the activities of this king and the king is getting really upset. So he sends a band of soldiers to come and find where he lives and surround that. Now the servant of Elisha gets really worried as you would be because he sees all this army surrounds but the man of God Elisha says this the servant says he saw that horses and chariots had surrounded the city and he says oh no my lord what shall we do and the prophet Elisha says this don't be afraid those who are with us are more than those who are with them what a funny thing to say but then he says this and I want you to listen to this phrase He says, open his eyes, Lord, so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. We're going to take a moment just to pray as a church. And this is our prayer at the start of this series that God would open our eyes. It doesn't matter if you haven't seen it before. We're going to pray because it's the work of the Spirit that God would open our eyes to a supernatural dimension. What does that mean? Does that mean that we're actually going to physically see things? For some of us, we may. But what we're talking about is opening our hearts, opening our spirits to say, Hey, God, we, I want to be more aware of what you're doing. I want to be more aware of the moving of the Spirit. I want to be more aware. I don't just want to limit my thinking, my knowledge, my view just to what I have and what I don't have. So let's pray together. And if that's you, I want you to just join in and just say, God, I'm in. I, I may not understand it, but I'm in. God, we pray that you would open our eyes. Lord, you'd open our eyes to the supernatural dimension. Lord, do you open our eyes that you are greater, that you are stronger, that your presence is more powerful. Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes that your anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit is dwelling within us by the grace of God. Lord, I pray 
that you would help us to see that we would go beyond our circumstances, our limitations, our success and partner with you in who you are and what you're doing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't you thank uh, this team? Done a fantastic job. I'm going to give you a really quick message. And I want to say I've got credibility. Last week I preached for 22 minutes. So when I say I can preach a quick message, I've done it at least once. And so this could be the second time. But I want to start by reading this uh, story of Jesus that we see in the book of Matthew. And it's a story that I would say it confounds me a little bit. Even as we read it and as we study it together and as we unpack it, there are a whole bunch of things that I don't, it doesn't quite make sense, particularly as we're traveling through. It makes sense in the end, but it still confounds me a little bit. And uh, we're in Matthew chapter 15. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, Matthew 15, 21. And it says, Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. All right, so Jesus has gone north and where he's, he's headed out of uh, Jewish territory and he's headed to what is now southern Lebanon. All right, so he's, he's a long way out. And he meets a Gentile woman who lived there. Actually, we know this woman was a Canaanite. And if you've read a little bit about the Bible, Canaanites and Jews do not get along. They had a long history of not getting along. She was also a woman. And Jewish rabbis at that time did not associate with women. So there's a bunch of things that are going on here. So she came there and she pleaded and she said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. Now this woman, she needed a supernatural breakthrough. And I don't know what your understanding of the spiritual realm is, but demons are real, angels are real, Jesus is real. The devil is real. And this woman, it didn't seem fair that her daughter was under the influence of a demonic. She was possessed, it says, which sounds crazy, scary and unfair. But she needed a spiritual breakthrough. Because if you have an oppression, a demonic oppression, The only thing that can break that is a more powerful spiritual force, which we know is is who Jesus is. And all throughout uh, the New Testament and the Old Testament, we see this at work. But here's what we want to look at. Watch how Jesus responds to this loving mother. And this is where it starts to get a little bit, I'm a little bit unsure, right? Verse 23, it's coming up here. But Jesus gave her, what? No reply. So this woman who was in great need had come to him and Jesus gave her no reply. 
And then on top of that, his disciples urged him to send her away, saying, tell her to go away. She is bothering us with all her begging. Now, this is what doesn't really make sense. You would kind of, if you know a little bit about Jesus and his mission, you would say this is a little puzzling. And she was ignored by Jesus. She was met with silence. There was nothing. Jesus said absolutely nothing. She's coming in great need as a mother, wanting a supernatural breakthrough. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. I bet there's some people here that you've prayed, you've asked for a breakthrough, and what you've got from Jesus is exactly this. You felt like you've got nothing. You felt like you were ignored. But wait, it gets worse. Verse 24, then Jesus said to the woman, so he does say something, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. So not only was she ignored, but she was rejected and she was excluded. And Jesus said, you have no part of what is going on here. And sometimes we would say, yes, when I've prayed for a spiritual breakthrough, I've, I have got nothing. I've got silence. But then other times as you're praying, you get nothing. You see other people getting spiritual breakthrough. And you feel excluded. You feel like they are included. God is listening to their prayers. Jesus is responding to them. But to you, it's nothing. It's silence. It does get worse. But she came to him, verse 25, and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. So Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. So not only has he ignored her, not only has he rejected her, But he offends her by calling her a dog. And so many people, when it comes to spiritual breakthrough, this is our experience. We feel ignored. We feel rejected. And at times we feel offended because God hasn't done what he said he would do. But here's where we start to get offended is we say, hey, God, this experience that I'm having does not align with my understanding, my picture of who you are and your nature. If you, God, I know that you are powerful. I know that you are loving. I know that you have no limitations on what you can do. But my experience actually, and this woman's experience to this point, was exactly the opposite. And I would say 100% that there are people here who have not got prayers answered and people listening on the podcast that do not have prayers answered who are offended by God and who have made a judgment on God and said, God, you are not who you said you were because of this experience, because God, I came to you in need. I needed a breakthrough. There was something that was happening. Someone was dying. 
Someone needed a miracle. I needed a financial miracle. I needed a relational miracle. I needed something that only you could provide. And instead of you loving and listening to me and moving and acting, Jesus, I feel you did the opposite. I feel like you ignored me. I feel like you rejected me. And I feel offended. And therefore, I'm going to walk away. Or therefore, I'm going to lower my expectation. And here's what a lot of Christians do when it comes to uh, spiritual matters. Because sometimes they have experiences like this. They say, oh, well, maybe that's for someone else. Maybe that's for a certain type of really spiritual person. Or maybe that's for a pro- like a paid professional, like a pastor or something. But for me, I'm just going to lower my expectation. I'm going to lower what I expect from God. Some, of, some people just walk out and say, God is not who he said he was. But others are just get so low. I'm just going to study the Bible. I'm just going to live a good life. And God is wanting more from us. And this story, so puzzling, so confounding, is actually the key for us to understand the spiritual dimension and spiritual breakthrough. Now, here's a question. Was Jesus having a bad day? All right. So I've got a type of apology. I have a number of pre-prepared apologies, right, that I my go-to apologies. One of my types of apologies is this. I'm sorry I was having a bad day. I'm sorry the pressure of life got to me, all right, and the way that I responded. Does anyone else have that in their apology toolkit, right? I was out of character, all right, in the pressures of life. The situations I was facing, I said some things I shouldn't. I responded in a way that wasn't Christ-like, and I'm sorry. Is that what was happening with Jesus? Was Jesus saying, hey, I'm just a volunteer. This is not even my full-time gig. I'm a carpenter. I'm a tradie, all right? And And Jesus is saying, I literally have the weight of the world on my shoulders, all right? So you guys have got to give me a bit of a break. If someone comes to me and bothers me, maybe I should be able to tell them to go somewhere, all right? Is that what is happening here in this story? Because it's, it's pretty hard to understand. But here's what I want to say, is that when we are trying to get on God's wavelength, which is what this series is about, getting on the spiritual wavelength, begin to think like God, to begin to move in the power of God in our everyday life, begin to rise above, you know? Uh, there, there's something called an aeroplane, and many of you may not have ridden on one for about two or three years, but there's, an, there's a thing called an aeroplane, and you go in it, and it flies up, and no matter what the storm is, you can get to a point where you're above the clouds, right? This is what it means to get on God's wavelength, that you begin to get a perspective that is at a different level. You are not just living storm to storm. You are soaring. You are able to overcome spiritually. You're able to see a spiritual breakthrough, not just for yourself, but for those around you. You're able to see things shift that have been persistently bothering you or limiting you in life. But if we're going to do this, at times I guarantee 
that when you start to do this, that you may, it may appear that God ignores, rejects, or offends you. I believe that in part, that is why this story is here. That is, and that is what, what part of this experience is. There's more to the story, but it may appear that God ignores, rejects, and offends you. You know, it was probably about maybe 12, 13 years ago that we were in Sydney and uh, I would get up every morning uh, early to pray and I was praying for this church. And there was a year where everything, every door shut in my face. So we were, we were looking to come and uh, with a group of churches, a different group of churches that, that we're associated with and uh, they, be, they began to get very territorial about where we could and couldn't plant. They wanted to send us way out to, to Ipswich or way down south, and we prayed about that. We didn't, that didn't resonate with us. And then uh, our pastor in Sydney said, you can invite any number of people, like a bunch of people, uh, to go with you. And we invited all of them, and they all said no. And then I said, okay, well, I'm going to get a job in Sydney, uh, sorry, in Brisbane. So I uh, I applied for a job, got down to the, the final two, right? It was flown to Melbourne for an interview, got down to the final two, didn't get it. Got down to the final two in a job in uh, Brisbane uh, with a, a big company and down to the final two, didn't get it. I got a job with a big pharmaceutical company on the north side here and on Friday they said, you've got the job, we'll send you the paperwork. Then on the Monday they called up and said, we have done a global restructure and that job doesn't exist, right? So I felt like God wasn't answering my prayers. He wasn't listening. Now, what I started to do, don't do this. I started to get really intense and really like, oh, well, Andrew, you don't have enough faith. That's why you're not, you, you know, if you had more faith or you're not praying enough, and I started to get really spiritually intense. That's not a good place to be. And then when I did that, I lost my joy. No laughing, no joking, which is unusual for me, right? And my loving wife, she gave me these gentle words. She said, you need to lighten up. <laughs> and, it, and I did. And it was like I just flicked the switch. And I got to a point where I had to surrender that dream and that desire to God. And obviously it was a timing thing because we're here and this is a, a product of those prayers. But here's what I want to say is that if you're going to make a decision to actually live a, a Christian life, because there's no such thing as a Christian life that doesn't involve the supernatural or the spiritual, right? It, it's, it's a practical impossibility. You cannot live a, a, a Christian life that does not involve the power of the Holy Spirit um, and understanding the ways of God and beginning to think like God and to um, see different, see the world differently. But if you're going to do that, if we're going to do that, our starting point, we have to understand that at times we are going to feel rejected, ignored, and offended. Let's move on to this story. Verse 
Number 27. She replied, That is true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Now, it's interesting, the, there's a couple of translations of the word dogs, one of which is a, like a wild dog that's kind of out, and the other is a house dog, all right? Probably a cavoodle, all right? <laughs> we don't know from the text, but no, I'm only joking. Uh, most likely, or maybe a grudel, I think it was a crossbreed. Anyway, now you might sound that, that's like, Jesus, that's only mildly better. It's still an animal, right? But what Jesus was saying is a house dog had a place in the family. And that was all this lady needed. The idea that there could be a place for her to receive a miracle. And here's what we have to do. If we are going to, as a church, and if you're going to, as a, as a person, as an individual, hopefully in your family, you're going to begin to partner in, with your family. And, and uh, I can talk to you a little bit more about what that looks like to partner with your kids and your family in the supernatural and in the spiritual. But we have got to have something that allows us to push past rejection, offence, and being ignored. We've got to have something that allows us some strength within us that allows us to push past all these things, even if we think they're from God, even if we think that in the way that we calculate it, that is not the nature or character of God. We've got to push past that and into the space of supernatural breakthrough and the Spirit of God. The other thing that we need to do, if we want to operate on this wavelength, we've got to understand that the process is not always going to be logical to us. The process is not always going to be convenient to us. The process is not always going to feel fair to us because it's a different wavelength. There's a different way of operating. Now, here's this. This is when it starts to get good. Oh, what a relief, all right? What a roller coaster. Now, Jesus says this. He says, Dear woman, your faith is great. You know what is the highest commendation that Jesus can give you? Your faith is great. There are only two people in the Bible that he said their faith was great. One was a Roman centurion, and another was this Canaanite woman. Both people were excluded, apparently from the promise of God because they weren't Jews, right? So Jesus gives this woman the highest commendation. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so by him saying you have great faith, he's saying you are very pleasing. You are exactly on the right track. Not only that, but he said your request is granted and your daughter was instantly healed. And here's what I want to say. The gateway to the supernatural is everything that we see in this woman's story. Her humility, the way that she called Jesus Lord, the way that she bowed at his feet, the way that she, her approach, the way that she pushed past 
any apparent offence. If you are humble, if you feel you are not deserving anything, if you put yourself in the place of humility and utter dependence on Jesus, you don't get offended because there's nothing to offend. And this is what she did. She, her humility and her persistence. I want to encourage you, some of you are believing for a breakthrough. My uh, mother, particularly, she prayed for her parents to come to faith, was it for 50 years? 40 years, only 40, sorry. (laughs) 40 years. How many years have you been praying for breakthrough? You might say, well, I want my kids to come to to Jesus. I, I want my parents to come to Jesus. Keep praying. Keep coming to Jesus. Keep pushing past what you may see as him rejecting. You may see him not answering. Keep praying and see what God will do. Now, here's what I want to say. And I invite Naomi back. We'll be done in about two minutes. Here's what I want to say. For us to get on this wavelength. It's going to require us to have faith. It's because faith, you have the vision and then you have provision and in the gap is faith. If you get the provision before you have the vision, you don't need faith. But faith is what pleases God and faith is the essential ingredient to a supernatural life. That you would push past, that you would go beyond. And you would say, God, I don't see it, I don't hear it, I don't feel it, I don't understand it. But there's something within me, by your grace, a faith that's rising within me, that is going to allow me to take hold of this promise can't work it out. I can't see it happening. Has anyone had an answer to prayer and you're like, you prayed about it and like, I just, I can't see, I can't see that happening and it happens. And it's like, wow, that seemed really easy to God. God wants us. He's calling us. What if he said over you? What if he said over us as a church? What if we had that voice, that commendation? You are a people of great faith because you saw beyond. You saw beyond your circumstance because you didn't give up praying, because you just didn't settle just for a boring, average, underwhelming Christian life. But you actually started to take hold of the promise. You started to lift your vision about just the things that are going on, just your week, just the grind of life. To say, God, you've called me to make a difference in my workplace. You've called me to be a difference in my family. You've called me to carry your message. You've called me to bring hope. You've called me to bring restoration. You've called me to carry healing. You've called me to represent Jesus. That when they see that person, they say, I can see something in you that's different. It's the presence of God and the power of God that's alive within us. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you. 
And Lord, in the name of Jesus, we are saying, open our eyes. We're also, Lord, declaring a new season on this church. We are declaring an open season of the supernatural. We are declaring uh, miracles are going to begin to flow. We are declaring financial provision is going to begin to flow. We are declaring that unusual prosperity for kingdom benefit is going to begin to flow. And Lord, we thank you, God. Lord, we thank you, God. Lord, we are opening altars. We are preparing the way for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, for the indwelling of God. And so, Lord, we're saying, yes, God, we want to be a part of what you're doing. Maybe we don't see it. I pray for anyone here that has been disappointed with God, that has been offended by God, that has felt rejected or ignored by God. And my prayer is that you wouldn't give up, that you wouldn't give up, that you wouldn't lower your expectation, but you would grab a hold of what God has for you. And we thank you. Just take, just take 20 seconds, just make a personal prayer. Maybe your prayer is, God, I, I don't really understand this, but I, I pray you'd reveal it to me. I, I'm, I'm open to it. Or maybe it is like, God, I'm in. Accelerate. Accelerate. Help me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm excited about what God is going to do. Uh, next week is Pentecost Sunday. So we are going to begin. Uh Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.